And we're back, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It is January 25th, 2023. We're coming back at you for another episode of the Average Jays podcast. As always, I am Jay, Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay, Jeremy Francois. So starting off, we have a bunch of like world slash entertainment news. Uh, I feel like typically we're not too heavy on this category, but this time around it's a... it. You can say it's weird. It's a little bit weird mix. Yeah, but it, we, have, we have a lot of things that happened this past week. It's an amalgamation of weird. Yes, it's a mountain. It's a mountain of weird. I see the segue coming. A it's mile a mountain away. of weird. You see that segue? Yeah. Just like our favorite mountain, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Baja Blast specifically. So Mountain Dew, the legendary soft drink, has partnered with Houston-based hot sauce shop Iburn and mm-hmm. is combining hot sauce blends of tropical lime taste of Baja Blast and fiery habanero peppers, green chilies, and tomatillos as well as jalapenos to bring forth the one, the only Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So it, this is happening. It's a thing. So Mountain Dew is typically kind of weird, right? So they like yes. to do weird things. So they did, what was it? Uh, the fruitcake flavored Mountain Dew fruit quake. I remember this. Yes. The Buffalo Wild Wings uh, Mountain Dew legend. Uh, they came out not too long ago with the boozy, hard Mountain Dew Baja Blast. They re-released Mountain Dew Pitch Black, which is like this super dark purple soda. And then Mountain Dew Flaming Hot, which is like their spicy. That is just rock salt going through your body. <laughs> That's what you said, dark purple. And I immediately thought it was just, it's just uh, sugar. No, yep. no, there's no water in there involved Mm-mm. to save Not a life. Um, nope. I think the one cool thing, just to take it back a bit, um, the one cool thing that I enjoyed, and also I was a kid with the virility of immortality, if that made sense. <laughs> when Mountain Dew created, uh, I forget the flavor, but it was like an orange soda promoting uh, Halo 3. When Halo 3 dropped, they hate this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't It was the 12 can sodas. Me and my cousin would go on the hunt every bodega trying to get these. We would get them in packs. And we truly believed we drank those and we would win matches. I think it, it's most likely a placebo, and it, <laughs> but it worked. So this time around, unfortunately, you will not be able to go to the bodega and pick this thing up. Yes, so you won't. they're only creating 750 bottles and they're not planning to sell them in the stores. So everyone will have a chance to score a bottle. They just have to go onto yes. any social media platform or um, their contest website, which is just mountaindew.com slash Baja Blast Hot Sauce now through February 8th. And then you can get the details for like whatever you got to do to sign up for one. Only yeah. 750 bottles. So that means like these things are going to be crazy expensive on the secondhand market. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Um, oh, and I'm just saying here, they partnered with NBA star, Joel, um, pronounce, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel Embiid? Um, Embiid. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, that, that's a collaboration we're doing. But then you did mention the Iburn part. Um, 
why I'm just trying to see why is he a part of it? Does he is he someone that likes hot sauce a lot? And, um, I get like yeah, but like I didn't think it was to that level. Now, if they would have said like hot ones or something, then okay, like yeah, that, that would yeah, that would have made sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, Joel Embiid is. I mean, he he likes hot sauce. He's on the seventy uh, sixers. For those who don't know, because I know a little bit about sports, <laughs> I don't know the how deep his love for hot sauce is. But I mean, hey, I'm gonna assume it's deep because he's partnering with Mountain Dew, um, to with uh with Iburn. So yeah, I guess. Um, they were saying that the 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 heat, I guess, is inspired by the flaming hot line of Frito Lay snacks. Hmm. I'm just curious about this. Like, what do you think? Like, would you try this if it was available? If I had store? it in front of me, a hundred percent. Got it. Like, would you go to the store and try it? Like, if they if they were selling it off like Rite Aid or whatever. I mean, or... if it was readily available, I'd tr- I'd probably try it. Gotcha. I, I really like I, I really like Baja Blast, so I'll give it a try. I didn't love the hard Baja Blast that they came you, out with. You didn't? Or you did? I did not. But okay. I do enjoy regular Baja Blast. Got it. Got it. Why Why didn't you not like? I don't know. It oh. just, it didn't taste right. Like the balancing between the alcohol. Sounds and like the you tasted soda. all the chemicals that they used to infuse. Yeah. Like I, I tasted too much alcohol and it didn't mix correctly with the chemicals. It was kind of like a cheap, um, what do you call it? Like a, First world problems, a cheap seltzer type deal. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, first world problems. <laughs> Just chemical infused uh, uh, foods. But um, looking at the uh, the bottle, because some mm-hmm. depending on the image that you're looking. So the image I'm looking at is on the website takeout. So the image they use it okay. looks green. It reminds me of like a uh, oh uh, no, it's spicy, green. A spicy verde uh, or is it yeah. verde spice whatever? But in some of them, it looks it has this blue tint to it. So I'm like, uh, so I'm looking the at Baja the part of it. I'm looking at the official Mountain Dew oh, uh, picture that they released. Um, oh, on IG? It, uh, it's actually through foodnetwork.com, but ah. the picture is off of the Mountain Dew website. And it is very similar to, it's like a bluish green, kind of like you mentioned. It's similar to the Baja Blast color, but a darker shade. And you can tell the, it, the viscosity, it, it looks, you know, Thick. Not as thin. It doesn't look as thin. It looks like a little thicker. It's like so, hard. You know, hot sauce. Yeah, hot sauce consistency like and not <laughs> like the- <laughs> not the chunky Campbells. <laughs> oh. But um, it definitely looks thicker than the soda. So that's good, I guess. Yeah, you wouldn't want it to be like the soda. No. <laughs> but anyway. um, sticking with this theme of food and beverage. And other weird collaborations. So, M&M's have officially cut ties with their spokes candies. Which is crazy. They, they have removed the mascots indefinitely from its marketing and branding. And instead, they will be now represented by Maya Rudolph. So, I really didn't think this was going to happen. This is kind of crazy. Um, unfortunately, people just suck and i was just gonna say that but you got each there. time they've made a a decision uh can you know concerning their their characters these mascots they've always come under fire for like really random reasons right they're anthropomorphic why they're anthropomorphic candies so one of the biggest ones in recent memory was uh the green m&m 
they rebranded her to be a little more sporty, a little less, for lack of a better word, sexual. You know, she used to wear these heels and, you know, give a little bit more of a woman at work seductive, job, like a seductive woman in office. Yeah, it was very I seductive portrayal. Yes. And um, they've definitely toned that way down. They gave her like tennis shoe sneakers, like Stan Smith's. And now she's a little more sporty. I guess the guys didn't like that. Yeah, the internet was in an uproar. Internet was in an uproar. There's a bunch of weirdos out there. And then another one was when they announced the new purple spokes candy is another female, quote unquote. And um, they came under under fire for that as well. You know, it's so it's such a weird thing. And um, like they've they've come under under fire of like. Because they like, you know, it's technically considered like a rebrand and they're like, oh, like, why have they decided to rebrand? They're calling the new lineup like the woke M&Ms. And they're they're complaining that they're too woke. But I'm like, that's not the point. (laughs) Well, it is, but it's it's not. Why are you? It it was weird. There was some like there was some conversations around how the green M&M might be a lesbian now. And. Okay. There's a, the purple M&M was supposed to be like a plus size obese part M&M. It was it's weird. Like they these things have been dragged around every major kind of news outlet and everyone's been giving their own take. They're M&Ms. They're pieces yeah. of candy that they let's, put faces let's, on. Let's just stop like, right there. And yeah. public, listen <laughs> to us. Listen to me and then listen to him. We eat these candies. They're not real. And if they are real to you and you enjoy the joy that they give you, enjoy it. But to get mad and waste this energy on candy that just make people happy, which is the point of chocolate, by the way. Chocolate is supposed Mm -hmm. to make people happy and not feel other weird things that you shouldn't be feeling for these candies and getting upset of it because they're portraying things I'm going to lose myself, but just don't get mad and stop wasting your energy on that. That's all I have to say. And enjoy your candies. Enjoy your M&Ms. Eat them. Yeah, just take it for what it is. Who cares? Like, why is this? Why does? Why do things have to have this political agenda or anything? Exactly. All they did was try to, try to give them personalities for marketing. So it's a little more personable. That's it. I there enjoyed was no... the commercials. My favorite one was the Santa one. The Santa yeah, one. Yeah, like... Yeah, the one that they play around the holidays every yeah. year. I love it. Um, I like the movie theater one where oh, they're all cool. when they do like different movie theater tropes, movie tropes. But it's it's so unnecessary. Yeah, it's something to look forward to now that I think about it, as you say those things. Because let's say in the future with our kids, our grandkids, they're like, oh, this is fun. There's like multiple. There's a multiple. I guess Eminem cast and be like, yo, we could yeah. talk about back in our day. There was just only two yep. uh, spokesperson. Now there's just the whole the whole color is there. They're all came, they all came to life. It's like it's kind of like this. If you think about this, like long form, uh, long story form of like Toy Story, where th- these M and M's are just popping up out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. But then it's just like now you're taking away someone's creativity now. Yeah, like and- it was it was clearly meant to be fun and just a good time. And to breathe life into these everyday things that we that we eat. Um, and, you know, for them to come under so much controversy that they feel the need to 
completely do a, a 180 and just go with a human spokesperson. Like that kind of sucks. It's like yeah. people don't know when to stop and they're putting so many agendas against random things. It's kind of like the masks. It like ends COVID. up like taking some magic away. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I like Maya Rudolph. There's nothing wrong with her. It's just, yeah. she's, a, and she's a great person to choose, but I, it would have been dope if she was included with them, like her interacting with the M&Ms. Mm-hmm. If, if hopefully they decide to bring them back, that'd be dope. Yeah. And they've had, a- they've had actors like interact with them before. Yes. Yes. You know, even in that Santa commercial you're talking about, like, it's a human counterpart with the red and the yellow M&M. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully this is, you know, people need to stop criticizing everything and just kind of let things be. I'm going to date myself right now. Take a chill pill, guys. Yes, take a chill pill. <laughs> talking about dating yourself and taking chill pills, you know who took a lot of chill pills back in the day? Who? Oh. Ben Savage. Star of the 90s sitcom Boy Meets World. Everyone's favorite little brother is now a super old adult. Well, maybe not super old. Let me let me not, yeah, not go too old. crazy. I think he's in his like 40s. He's uh, yeah, he's 42. So he is now running for Congress. Well, he's planning like to, to run man for up. Congress. Well, he's been grown up, but you know, he's taken up to the next level. Yeah, so he's uh, he's registered to run as a Democrat in California's 30th Congressional District. And uh, he filed that paperwork with the Federal Election Commission this past Wednesday. So literally a week ago to the day, he um, he's geared up to be a congressman. Like. I, I mean, I just thought this was fun. I don't have any leanings for or against. I think it's cool. I would like to see what he's all about. He's a Democrat. Let's see um, what what his platform's going to be. But um, honestly, if you're thinking just thinking outside of what he is going to do, I think this is, you know, we all grew up with him, right? I think people mm-hmm. our age that are in this realm of, of polit- politicking, politicianing, whatever the words are, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's to inspire them. Um, Democrat or Republican, if it's for the people and he does good things, I think it would inspire people to work for the people and not for themselves. And I can only assume this is just, uh, you know, and I know in Boy Meets World, he played a character, but I hope that he, you know, Corey is still in there and he just knows when to do good. Like if, if for those who's, who's watched the show, you know, he's obviously like a regular kid learning from right and wrong and he's gotten older and wiser so hopefully we can see all the things that he's learned as an actor and as the kid himself and getting a little meta with this but you know bring the this goodness to the political world and then for people that are in that are in our our age also being inspired to do good in this political world as well if that makes sense i don't know if you can clear Mm -hmm. that up for me no, I mean, I think I think you said it pretty well. Um, it, it, I think it would be an awesome thing to show people like, I don't know, to see somebody that you like, obviously, even if it's an entertainer or whatever, see someone step into that public service role and do a good job and give back to the community. I think that'd be great. And that would be an awesome thing for a lot of people to see. And uh, the, these little things could give us hope and, you know, continue that lineage of giving back. 
So now on the complete flip side of that coin, unfortunately, big companies have been executing some layoffs this past year. Um, And most recently, the biggest one was last Friday, Google sent out a massive email to all of its staff saying that it will lay off 1,200 people from its workforce. So the U.S. firings are going to, well, layoffs are going to happen immediately. And in other countries, the process will take a little longer just due to the local laws and practices. I I don't think anything has been shared in the term of like... Like why? Like why? In all honesty. And it's not um, just Google. Like a lot of companies, like even for an Apple as well. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not like, so I work, for those who don't know, and for those joining us, I work in retail, Apple Retail, on the Genius Bar. But um, Apple has laid off as well, but people in the, I guess, customer service, but I I guess uh, overseas. And I think you said the same for Google. It's been over, it's throughout the world. Yeah. So it's, it's international. Uh, there, Yeah, there's a lot of big companies are just laying people off, and then there's no clear reason why. Yeah, in the memo, um, the CEO even even said like they they that they've had unprecedented growth within the past two years, and I have a feeling that this growth, quote unquote, is um you know due to the pandemic, they just were yeah. hiring people left and right to execute different functions that typically would be in house, yeah. right? And now that this has slowed down dramatically, and people are on site again or hybrid. Now yeah. that they're seeing a lot of redundancies. So yeah. in the memo, they said that they, you know, looked across the entire corporation and they found positions that needed to be let go. So they're not doing it super abruptly. They said that they will um, pay employees during the full notification period. So a minimum of 60 days. So two months of pay. Then on top of that, they're going to be giving um, severance packages. Um, they're going to be paying all 2022 bonuses and remaining vacation time. Um, they'll offer six months of health care after, you know, until whatever former employees uh, get back on their feet. And outside of the U.S., all these were for the U.S. employees outside of the U.S., they will continue to support employees in line with the local laws and practices. So as much as they can do, they will yeah. do. I mean, it, it's sense. never... It's never great to hear that you're getting fired, but at least they are taking responsibility and keeping their employees in mind with this huge shift and helping them out, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense because, like, you know, when a lot of speaking from my own experience, when we were on lockdown, some of us that were in retail had volunteered to be. be customer service over the phone. Um, I wasn't one of them, but cause I didn't have the room, but, um, a lot of people overseas were the same way. And some of them were not Apple, especially you said the key word in house. Most of these, I guess, groups weren't part of Apple. They were, I guess, like, uh, a hired, I don't want to say a hired gun, but like contractors or something. You. That was the word I was looking for. They're contracted. So, um, it makes sense. Yeah. But um, at least they're being taken care of. And that's the key thing here. Yep. Now, sticking with this theme of 
lawsuits. And I get it's not technically a lawsuit, a lawsuit. right? Because it it is money. Just being gypped off. Gypped off. Gypped really off. grinding some gears at some news. Um <laughs> my gears. This one this one I think is where we enter into the weird. Oh yes. You you want you <laughs> this is the one I Yeah, go up. ahead. You know, you you take this one, Jay. So Everyone, I know you guys love the Black Eyed Peas. And you know, when you think of Black Eyed <laughs> Peas, you think, let's get this party started in here or My Humps. But My Humps is the one that we're talking about right now. So here's a so Black Eyed Peas is suing, well, the Black Eyed Peas label is suing a toy company because they use their song uh, called, my, uh, called My Poops, which is a parody of My Pumps, My Humps. I can't even say my words because they're, they're so. There's a lot of peas in them words. <laughs> so this toy line, it's a unicorn toy, but rip off poop. I don't know the toy, but it's like a unicorn. unicorn They're like toy. unicorn baby things that poop out rainbows, I guess. So basically, if you know something how something like that, yeah, you know how the song goes. It's called "My Humps, My Humps, My Humps." The toys say "My poops, My poops, My poops." I listen to it; it's pretty catchy, but then at the same time, it ruins the song "My Humps" for me. So basically. The toy also dances in a song called My Poops whenever its heart-shaped belly button presses. It's being pressed. So this is in the actual toy itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manufacturer had the uh, had produced the video as well. So this this is going along down like making the toy, producing a video. It's like, did they even talk to these people to make this song? Well, I mean, typically, right? It's It's parody, right? Because it's okay. I guess, but I, I, again, this is not my field of, of knowings. Mm-hmm. I only know bird law and plant law. But <laughs> how far does parody, like when I think of parody, I think of Weird Al. And yeah. he made his fortune by just parody. But I guess it extends to if you're trying to sell something like sell toys or sell some sort of memorabilia or, or material, I think that's when you cross the line. What does that so sound? it seems it seems like um, what they're going with is that it's too similar. Yeah, like the lines are just too actually like too similar. Like um, in the chorus, it's just what you're gonna do with all that poop, all that poop. Yeah. So literally, it's the same lyrics, just m- like switching out humps and and poop. So I got it. so the the lawyers allege that my poops infringes on Black Eyed Peas surprise 2005 hit song, and 75 percent of of whose publishing rights belong to BMG, thanks to the corporate corporate acquisition. BMG is, oh, I thought it was here. I'll find out who BMG is. But there was something else that I saw here that had my attention. Oh yeah, it's, it's literally what you said. the The title of the song infringes on my poops, which is obviously play on the name of the copyright copyrighted composition "My Humps," uh, which is what the lawyer said. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm a. I'm a. Let this one go and say, yeah, that's wrong. Because to be honest, it's something I wouldn't do either. Like, if if let's say, in my in my line of work, I'm a writer and I just go and write something verbatim, specific, not like someone's book, but someone's song in in my book. I would have to reach out and be like, can I use this? If I get the okay, then it's like, oh, okay, I had the permission. That's where contracts come in. Like I got the permission to use uh, Justin Timberlake's, you know, song, whatever song pops up in your brain. I get to write that entire lyric in my book. 
then I go, can I use this? Because if someone reads it, the first thing they think of is Justin Timberlake. And then next thing you know, people are like, yo, this guy wrote this book, Justin Timberlake songs in it. And then they start selling my books because of his words. Yeah. So that's how I'm thinking how that works. I'm, I'm boosting my sales because of someone else's work. Yeah. I mean, technically that's what it is, right? When it's parody, it's, it's supposed to be inspired by, and like you can, you can mock or use whatever, but it's to a certain extent. Like you can't literally just say the exact same thing and call it a parody. Um, it's kind of like the same thing where a couple years ago with Nathan, Nathan Fielder, um, the comedian that did dumb Starbucks. So he uh he had a show called Nathan for You and he used to do like these crazy oh, things. I remember and that. Okay, I didn't know his last so name. One of them one of the things that he did was he made a coffee shop called Dumb Starbucks <laughs> and literally did the entire thing the same as a regular Starbucks and just put the word dumb in front of it and it was in it was in California and it made the news. He got a cease and desist uh the next day because he stole the entire, you know, idea. You know, it was it was supposed to be a joke. He actually made a ton of money off of it, but um, like he didn't expect it to grow that much. But that's kind of like the same situation. He's only he only changed one thing and he was like, oh, I can get away with it. And it's like. Technically, no, you can't. But then you see, my thing is, if it didn't make money, they wouldn't have said anything. I think it's one of the things when you start yeah. getting that recognition, it's it, it is all about the money. You know, Absolutely. America is one big company. So you start messing with someone's money. They want that piece or they want you to stop. So I guess yep. so. I I would agree with this. I wouldn't want people infringing on my, my poops. I mean, my humps. <laughs> Keep your hands off my humps and my poops. Yeah. So I don't want to be cloned. So sliding on down to our last topic of this section here, um, sticking with tremendous amounts of money to be made, Justin Bieber has sold his publishing and recorded music rights to Hypnosis Songs Capital. So this was a deal that was announced on January 24th, and it included his entire back catalog, 290 songs released before December 31st, 2021. So hypno, hypno, hypnosis songs <laughs> scooped up 100% interest in Bieber's publishing copyrights, the musician's share of the royalties from his master recordings, and even a more nitty gritty royalty known as neighboring rights, which is any time a song is being played publicly, like at a coffee shop. Um, this is all coming off of Rolling Stone, by the way, this article. Um, so. The deal was valued at about $200 million. They didn't release actual numbers, but this is what it was valued at last month. Um, and apparently this was 100% Justin Bieber's you know, idea. Um, Scooter Braun, his longtime manager, released a statement saying that you know Justin made a decision to make the catalog deal and they quickly found the best partner. And you know, the deal was done. You know, he made a cool $200 million at one at one stroke, you know. So, so when he makes new music, is it automatic? It'll be his. Oh, okay. It'll be his because he sold just the back catalog. So everything he's everything done up before. until that point. Got yeah. It. That makes sense. And then if he wanted to, he can be like, here's more. Mm -hmm. But anything he makes going in the future, all like all the rights and monies 
and gold goes to him. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, if you think about it, it's, you know, it's, it's insane. He's only 28 years old. Yeah, that makes me feel like poop. Yeah, like he's 28 years old. I mean, he's had crazy issues like with health and being in the public eye and all this stuff. And he's still been making music throughout this entire time. And I guess, you know, he's made millions upon millions of dollars. And at this point, he was probably like, you know what? I just want one big score. Like maybe this is a reset button for him. And he made 20, 200 million in one, like I said, in one fell swoop. We'll see what he does too. Like he, what if he has this like a uh, pivot in career, like, like for some people, like not that I judge them, but I feel like some people stay in certain, unless that's all they can do. Some people stay mm-hmm. in the realm of a specific art or job or career, but they don't change. Um, like, for example, I think of like, I'm, that's why I love, uh, Donald Glover so much because he can just do anything. And that's what yeah. I want. That's what I'm aiming to do. I would be really interested in see what Justin Bieber does. Not that I was a big fan of him. I've never hated him. I was never, I was just indifferent. I was like, oh, he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. But I would be paying attention to him more when I see him do something different. Um, same for like Kardashian. If she ever did something different other than what she's doing now, I'd be like, oh, what is she doing? But now she's still doing the same thing that I don't care about. Um, I think. I mean, she is a, uh, She's a um, I'll watch him call it a uh, a lawyer now. I guess, but whatever. I have to see something else. Um, but I am interested in what uh, he does. If it's still music, there's nothing wrong with it. But I would be interested to see if he did something different, like he gets into acting, or he he decides to write a book or a memoir. I don't know. I'm sure he has books somewhere, but like no, I don't... absolutely. I would I would definitely be interested in that as well. Yeah. Tell me more. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to see his side. I really want to know what the I guess like why now? Like what what prompted him you know to do this? Like what was on his mind where he was like, "Oh, I just got to I have to get this done and I want to, you know, get rid of everything up until this point." I think it's kind of like that thing too where like I remember when he had that uh little health uh scare, I think it was yeah. in the summer where his face was half his face was like paralyzed. Like yeah. he was, he was supposed to be going touring, but then he had to stop because of that. But I can imagine when he did it again, he was like, "It's just too tiring." He just wanted to stop. That's usually how artists, uh, musical artists, artists makes their money. But it's like he probably was just like tired of it. Um, again, that's just me assuming. But you know, he can do whatever he wants now. He has two hundred mil on top of whatever he already has. So it's like, yeah, he's he's definitely fine when it comes to financials. Yeah, finance, he's fine. Now, for his mental state, I think he's going to go on a walkabout of life. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> so, with that being said, we're going to switch gears to TV and movies. So, before we get into some heavier topics, we have a nice little cool one. Jay, you want to take the lead on this one? Ah, yes. Yes, yes, While yes. While I ride shotgun. <laughs> You guys will get the joke in a second. Um, all right. So for those listening, I'm sure most of you listening are around our age. You guys are fans of uh, biker, biker mice, biker mice from Mars. That's like a word. It's not like TMNT. Like it's biker mice from Mars. To be honest, I rarely saw any of these episodes when I was a kid because they came out when I was just a baby. So like the reruns, I probably saw a few. 
Speaking mm. of the show, it's coming back. It's being renewed. I believe it's going to be on Netflix because of a toy company that own, that has a partnership with Netflix. That's why I believe they're going to be uh, rebooting the series on that on on Netflix. Uh, they're planning on making some toys, and what goes along great with toys is a show. So uh, that's supposed to be dropping. I want to say in 2024, but I could be wrong. Um, but for those who don't know, the show is created by Rick Unger. Uh, these characters came from a you know, planet in space that was destroyed by this evil or whatnot. And they came to Earth and they realized the same evil is there. And they're like, we're going to stop this evil from taking over. I feel like this is in the same vein of like when TMNT was at its height, you got the street sharks, you got the biker. Mic- like yep. this was just the same thing. I honestly, for like a couple of years now, I've been waiting for street sharks, but I know this is not the top. That's not the topic because I really love street sharks, but this, I, used to I love think, street sharks. I, and for those, I, you guys, if you guys listening or watching right now, um, you can see I'm a little giddy about this, but, and you know, I hate reboots, but like something like this, I think it's just, yes, it's for money, but there's something about it. I don't know. I guess it's the nostalgia of it that I'm excited. It's to definitely see the back. nostalgia, but for these, like, I guess a little more niche properties, right? Yeah. It, there is a level of passion because yeah, to actually exactly. bring this back is a huge lift because these are not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? This is not a household name. This is something that, you know, in the back of certain generation of nerds minds, they remember this, you know, yeah. it's and like, it's, when it, you see the, uh, those memes, it's like memory unlocked and they show you something yes. that you're like, Whoa, I just, I forgot that I used this one. Like that's one of those shows. It's exactly like that. And it's not like even back when it, w- when it had its original run, it wasn't like the killer app, right? Like it, it wasn't doing, you know, bonanza numbers. It was doing well for a kid's cartoon, but that was really it. Um, like I said, it wasn't to the level of, you know, a Ghostbusters or a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It wasn't like that, yeah. but it enjoyed popularity in its own right. And to see it come back, like this could not have been an easy thing to pitch in the room. Yeah. Like somebody saying biker mice from Mars, I can bring it back. Like th- there must've been a lot of convincing and for it to come back, you know, my, I guess, um, expectations are a little high. I want to see some good stories and I want to see some great animations. Yeah, it's by, so the company I was looking for, it's by the company, the cell company that are behind the toys who made us, which I mm-hmm. believe you told me about that mm-hmm. movies that made us. That's another one you told me about. And then Kevin Hart's guide to black history. So they they've been they've had their hands in netflix for a while so I, that's yeah. why i still believe they're going to bring it onto this this uh platform um but they're already working on you might know this i don't know of this show they're working on they're developing a show called robo force does that sound familiar to you it does um, not. they've been working on it for a while because it's based on it's based on an 80s toy line so not a show mm. so i don't i i would have to google that um, honestly if it's that team all my faith is in that because that team, you know, I, I've talked about it on the show before. Uh, those, at least their documentary style stuff. So the toys that made us and the movies that made us, they did such a fantastic job. 
yeah. because they really they really did a great job not only you know getting the information but portraying it in a fun and entertaining way and serving up really nice intros and stuff so i have no no doubt that they'll do great i i, I will jump on that wagon with you because you know when i think of doing reboots and doing them right like uh vote netflix voltron to this day that gives me so much inspiration i love that show i remember waiting for that season but for season this yeah. is another show that is this is a show rather is getting its first i guess reboot um by a company that get, loves the past and they're going to treat it right i will uh, again i'll jump on that wagon and have that high expectation i want to go find the other show and just watch it just to like get all my knowledge and experience from it for the technically my first time um just so i can enjoy and appreciate what they brought to this table and see what if they give it a, a the level of love that voltron had on netflix at the time because uh, i remember that voltron was on nickelodeon for a time but that didn't do so hot i think that was it was a different voltron um, it was a different voltron it was like a yeah. different take it was weird looking. yeah i think it was i also think it was like the 3d animation i never was, got yeah, into it yeah, no. but um when i saw it come to netflix that first season i lost my mind that first I episode watched, was an hour and i thought there was gonna be more hour episodes and i was like no this this was it that first season was absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. and i unfortunately I, I didn't continue to watch it i mean it's still on netflix but that first season i was rabid for it and i loved it so much it did so good um, and I was happy that it did good because it, you know, it breathed new life into an awesome uh, property. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But um, now getting into some heavier topics, unfortunately, um, the co-creator and voice of Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland, um, has come into some hot water this past week. And he's been not only let go from the show, but other, um, I guess, services have cut their ties with him as well. So Rick and Morty and Adult Swim have ended their association, but they've he's also been cut from Hulu, where he has a couple of different projects, um, you know, Solar Opposites, as well as Koala Man, the new show that was coming out. Uh, well, it just came out, I believe, like a week ago. And then on top of that, um, Squanch Games, the game developer that Justin Roiland helped uh, helped create. Yeah. Um, he technically they didn't cut their ties, but he resigned. He resigned from the company. So all of these things are coming off the back of some pretty heavy um, domestic abuse charges um, that are are finding its way to like, I guess like court and like kind of like the press. Um, so he is facing two felony domestic abuse charges from 2022, and this comes from a. Uh, an ex that he used to live with his ex-girlfriend and you know it's it's rough um it's i when i first saw this i was like you know unfortunately in this day and age you don't really always know what's true so i was kind of hoping that this wasn't a thing but yeah. no it's true yeah um he he was actually arrested and uh posted his bail back in uh august 2020 he pleaded not guilty to both those charges um 
Uh, and unfortunately, this is coming back up and it's scheduled. The reason why it's coming back up is because there's a pre-trial hearing that's scheduled. So it's actually going to trial. And um, I think it's starting. Yeah, Thursday is the pre-trial hearing. So now we're going to start to find out some more kind of insider information on what this case is about and what actually happened. We're going to find out the details. Um, he's pled not guilty. All the statements that have been released around him have just been like, no, this is not true. But uh, with something this heavy, unfortunately, comes some consequences in this person's life. So Adult Swim and Rick and Morty, have, you know, they tweeted out saying that they ended association, but Rick and Morty will continue with Dan Harmon being the sole creator um, credited now. Um, they are signed for 10 seasons, so it's going to at least remain for, for 10 seasons. And then I guess Adult Swim will, will uh, reevaluate. They're currently working on season seven. Um, Squanch Games just released uh, High on Life, which was a massive release for them on Xbox Games Pass. Um, it got a lot of press, a lot of good press. And they released a small statement just saying that Squanch Games is committed to creating an inclusive and supportive work environment for our team. So they we don't publicly disclose personal matters and we stand by the decision we made in 2017. In 2017, they're citing here that there was a sexual harassment lawsuit by a former employee of Squanch Games, but it was settled out of court. So they are sticking by uh, Justin Roiland, well, sticking by their company and not releasing any details. You know, Justin resigned prior to all this hitting, uh, you know, the news waves. So there's nothing else that can really be done at this point. Uh, yeah. Like I said, Hulu also dropped them, you know, Dis Disney owns Hulu. So that's not a big surprise there. Um, and both of his shows, Solar Opposite and Koala Man, are expected to go on without him. And they're already talking about recasting for the voice acting roles of Rick and Morty. Um, I believe he was the main voice in Koala Man, um, as well as Solar Opposites. And those will be recasted as well if they continue to move on. That on, really uh, sucks. Hulu. When you, you're riding high on all this, I guess, success and for something like this to to come to light. And again, not saying it shouldn't have come to light because you always want to do right, depending uh, uh, what the issue is. And you said it earlier when you said, uh, you know, your initial reaction was like, oh, I hope this isn't true. Um, a lot of people will have that same initial reaction and then believe that it's it's not true and then side with him because then it gets into the because uh, he's a man women shouldn't are telling lies it gets into that whole that's a whole other conversation yeah um but my what i'm trying to say also is for someone again i don't know the man's life but someone who's chasing some uh clout uh you know doing his project and stuff like that going trying to make it big you you think you shouldn't do anything bad unless it was a mistake like do any like bad things like hypothetically let's say someone's trying to make it big and they do a hit and run and that's never brought to light till 20 years later like yeah you had a hit and run and then your whole life comes crashing down because of this mistake you did in the past 
Um, again, I hope he takes it with grace and then owns up to whatever he's did. And then it's like, you know, kind of like taken, was it own up to your response, your, your or responsibilities? No, I lost, I lost the wording, but take responsibility up. for your consequences. Thank you. I think that's what you're English, trying to say. English was not good today. Um, but. But it does suck because a lot of people and look, I haven't <laughs> done anything bad on my end that I know of, right? Like I haven't done anything, but I would hope that like one day I'm, 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 you know, I guess famous or just you know where I'm where I want to be, and then someone doesn't just make things up because that's also a thing too. Um, that can yeah, ruin like, someone's life. Yeah, and unfortunately, when you get into the limelight, there are instances where, um allegations will come out and they're, you know, they're baseless. Um, unfortunately, there are other instances where, you know, people that we high at high regard, hold at high regard, um, show their true colors and they do things that are unfortunate. And yeah. right now there's not enough public knowledge and there's not enough information that has made its way outwards for anyone to, you know, really kind of um, make a Make a informed opinion, you know. Yeah. Uh, we saw this kind of thing with other people like Johnny Depp, right? He yeah. he won the Amber Heard case. He won the defamation suit. Um, it came to light with a jury of his peers that it was not what she was saying. Um, and his career for a little bit, his life came crashing down. And then you know, it was it was great that it actually got built right back up afterwards. But we saw how much damage it happened to 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 johnny depp and you know he actually didn't do the things that were being said um why where there are other instances on the flip side where you know someone like bill cosby we hold him in such high regard for so many years and then it comes out that he was actually a terrible person yeah. did a lot of bad things for a long time and you know Maybe selfishly, I, I don't want Justin Roiland to be that guy because I yeah. do enjoy his work. But if he is that person, I do want justice to be served. Um, not only because it's the right thing to do, but because the person that are that is um I guess leveraging these accusations against him, they need closure as well. Yeah. So if this is if this is real, if this really happened, then she deserves every right to kind of you know get things sorted out yeah i do agree with that because um all these people and it sucks because it, it, you i said it before like you would think you sh you shouldn't behave certain way when you're in this yeah. limelight but then sometimes people have a power trip they they yeah. abuse it and it's something that they can't help and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to say that they're I'm not trying to make an excuse for them, but it's just that's that's what happens. People get this this ego, and they're just like abusing their power. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, we get some more information going into the weekend, and then next week we have some more updates. But for now, um, the status of his shows are and and you know projects they are moving on without him. So let's just stay tuned and see uh, where it goes from there. Yeah. But um. With that, let's kind of, you know, give us a little bit of eye bleach here and ear bleach and just kind of like move forward. Um, 
jumping from streaming platform to streaming platform, this was kind of like I a, kinda, roll, a yeah. roll your eyes moment. Want to keep this short and concise because yes. that's upsetting. I think all I need to say is the headline. Netflix claims it's never canceled a successful show. Lost in space. And there are more, but that's the one that came to mind. I'm going to say that one more time. Netflix claims it's never canceled a successful show. Inside job. You want to do it one more I'll time? Be I... I'll be bop. I'll be bop. In an interview with Bloomberg, Netflix new co-CEO Greg Peters and Ted Sarandos opened up about the streaming platform's decision-making process. We have never canceled a a successful show. A lot of these shows were well-intended, but talked to a very small audience on a very big budget. The key key to it is you have to be able to talk to a small audience on a small budget and a large audience on a large budget. If you do that well, you can do that forever. The Get Down. I loved that show. Oh, I st- The Get Down. I yeah, stopped watching about it. That show. I, I finished season one. Season two was, and then they canceled. I just stopped watching midway because I was like, what's the point? It was so successful and they canceled it. Netflix, if you ever hear this in the future or now, you're wrong. Okay? You're wrong. Like it's so They're pushing sad. their 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 fans at this point because Netflix was in its own entity was a wasn't well as I said it was an entity and it, it had fans. You're pushing people away with your your policing on password sharing, like you're just pushing people away. Stocks are going to yeah. be dropping. Like it's it's wild. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm I don't pay for Netflix. I'm still stealing my cousin's Netflix. At this point, <laughs> but when that happens, I'm not gonna opt in. I that's yep. gonna look. I've been a good boy. I haven't pirated for years. That's a lie. I pirated here and there, but I haven't pirated for years. <laughs> I've been on my two year time skip when it came to pirating. Now I'm just like, you're gonna put me back into it. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I you know, I don't pay for my Netflix. I use my parents, but um, but wait, are but I'm you're go- you're on I'm- someone's. Yeah, I'm on someone else's. Yeah. I'll let it slip. I don't care. Like, there's not enough on Netflix to hold me. Like, there are, like, I do go to Netflix for a lot of different things. Um, but I, I don't mind waiting a couple months. Like, I, I don't think I'll lose any sleep over it. The, the main thing right now, um, I just started that, that 90s show. So I'll, I would like to finish it. But, um, the other only other that, thing. Like you have that in Wednesday. And something else. Yeah, Wednesday, but I already watched that. And um, like, it, there's nothing else keeping me until those shows come back, right? Um, the o- the one property that I can see myself actually like signing on for is Seinfeld. So all of Seinfeld is on Netflix. Yeah, but it's but, one of those um, things where what's what's to stop people, or what's for them to stop us from just oh, let me do free trials, cancel. Free trials cancel yeah. unless like, they do I, a one-time thing when i was like all right now i'm gonna have to create emails like we're going back to those days <laughs> like they they think that they're doing something here but it's like why ruin i don't know and you know the the only thing i could think of is maybe they follow the youtube tv model which is like 
once every three months you have to log in from the IP address um, of the main account. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Hey, but it's, like, it's tedious, but it's every three months. You'll remember. I could do months. that. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. I go to my parents' house at least once a month. But if they if they go full empire on this, then it's like, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Between cancellations and you know the whole thing with password sharing, Netflix is kind of in the doghouse for me. Yeah. So that'd be it. That was nice and concise. Yeah, that was <laughs> concise. So with that, we get to slide into some video game news. Um, someone who's never going to be in the dark house for me a property that's never going to be in the dark house I don't think and i'm ex- extremely happy that it's finally coming back goldeneye 007 the n64 classic is coming finally to nintendo switch online and xbox game pass how hard did they have to week. work to put that together because it was never an online game to do nope. i'm sure it didn't take much but you still have to f- figure that part out to put it online yeah i mean it's 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 an ask it's a heavy ask for, for you youngins um, out there listening we had to go to our friend's house to play this <laughs> this was back in the day we used to call it couch co-op we would share a couch and play the game yeah you guys may know it as local co-op but it's called couch co-op split screen we would screen have to try watching and- you guys don't know what screen watching is <laughs> So the N64 Classic GoldenEye 007 will finally arrive on Nintendo Switch Online's expansion pass. Remember, you do have to be an online member to have access to it. It's like 20 bucks a year. Guys. Come on. Yeah. And Xbox Game Pass on January 27th. And just to update on what Jay said, it's actually you have to be in the, the upgraded tier because remember, you need to have access to the N64 library. So I believe it's forty dollars a year. I think oh it's yes, 40. you're right. Because if you just want to play online, it's like it's, it's the like cheapest. Twenty, yeah. But if you're trying to do the expansion, that's all included. Especially if you play games like uh, Mario Kart, you get the booster packs for free because you yeah. already pay for all those things. Yep. Yeah, you get like extra so, stuff. Be cool like us. So even though. Even though they're coming, uh, you know, to the to the various platforms on the same day, the two versions of the game are not identical. So, oh, only no this only the Switch version will include online multiplayer. Ooh, yeah, that will make that like, yeah, let's go buy a Switch, guys. But the Xbox version will be the remastered edition that includes new control options, achievements. A 16 by 9 resolution and up to 4K Ultra HD resolution. That makes sense. I, I totally understand that. So I actually really like that model because on the Switch, you're not going for 4K gaming. So it wouldn't make any sense to, you know, boost it that much. True. But to have it a part of the online pass and, you know, integrate online uh, versus matches, that's dope. And then, you know, you go to the Xbox version and it's fully remastered. That's that's pretty cool. So I really like how they differentiated the the versions there. Yeah, but, I gotta go check that out. Yeah. So I'm everybody, gonna, I'm gonna just turn it on and leave it on the menu just to listen to the music. Like that's yes. how I used to do that. Yeah, all that stuff. I can't. Really I can't wait to. <laughs> I can't wait to throw mines and blow them up with my watch. Yo. <laughs> 
I used to do that all the time. So January twenty seventh because I used to roam the like the maps by myself because mm-hmm. I think when you play with other people it's scary because it's like there's one person it's manhunt basically yeah and when you play the story by yourself it was like oh I'm by myself but <laughs> I was a kid I was freaked out but now I'm a grown person so it's okay can't wait so again January twenty seventh if we have a switch with the online expansion pass or Xbox Game Pass get double seven so. For the last bit of information, we covered this a couple weeks back, um, maybe a couple months at this point, but uh, Xbox and Bethesda finally had their developer direct and just wanted to go through what we saw. It's not a lot, but um, there is something for everyone, I think. So Minecraft Legends, it's a spinoff of the ultra popular sandbox survival game. Legends is perhaps unexpectedly a multiplayer action strategy game. So it will have both a narrative co-op mode as well as a PvP mode with procedurally generated environments. So they they showed a look at it. Um, by the way, everything I'm referencing here is coming off of Kotaku. So if anyone wants to go check it out there. Uh, do, 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 do. So they did have an official gameplay trailer that they that they released. It's also on Kotaku as well as YouTube. Um, Forza Motorsport, we got a deeper look into it um, with a trailer. So they showed off very, very pretty footage off of the game. Um, It's expected to arrive this year. There's no finalized date. But man, if you're into driving simulators, this is as real as it gets, you know, before you actually get into a car. It looks pretty amazing. Um, they're expected to get more realistic physical behaviors with improvements to the to the That's suspension crazy. and the exhaust. I remember when I showed my dad. I think it was Forza Five because it was on the mm-hmm. Xbox One, and I was I was just like playing, and I was like, and I like let my controller down. Like I left it down, and he, I was just like, oh, is this a real car? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, now nah, this is a video game. <laughs> and he was like, oh, he's like, wow, this has gotten better. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so the presentation focused around the finer details, right? So the visual flair, including detailed dirt, damage, and battle scars that will build up on your digital cars, as well as the extra detail added to the game's dynamic time of day and trackside vegetation. So they're really just building out, you know, the environment as well as like the base models of the car, like what they're going to look like, how everything's going to interact together. For simulator games, I mean, this is a slam dunk. Um, It seems really cool. I mean... I haven't played a Forza in forever, but it looks really, really pretty. And if I had an Xbox, I would definitely get this game just to to look at it. Yeah, it's something I did too. Oh, well, I think I got it for free or I got it on a discount. When, at the time, Forza 5 was out and I just got it. And it was just something like, it's not for me, but it's something to just play and just drive. Just drive. <laughs> so a big surprise was the announcement of Hi-Fi Rush. So this puts players in a role of an aspiring rock star with a rhythmic robotic arm who kicks butt on the beat with a flying V guitar. So it's a rhythm-based kind of like fighting game. Is music games coming back? That'd be dope. That would be dope. And the coolest thing is it came out right then and there and went straight up on Games Pass. Nice. So we got that. It also looks like it has a very like cool cell shaded um colorful art style 
So anyone into like indie games, I think this is right up your alley. Like it has that kind of indie game look and feel to it. But um, I saw some stills and video clips of the first 20 minutes of gameplay. Looks pretty cool. It takes place in like obviously like a, uh, you know, futuristic world with like corporate or- overloads, overlords and robots and stuff like that. So um, rhythm action game. Go check it out. Then we also we'll got overload you though. That's all I did there. <laughs> yes, I did. save it. We also got Redfall, the new game from Arcane, the studio that brought us Dishonored, Prey, mm-hmm. and Deathloop. So it's an open world sandbox FPS with four player co op. So with some That's friends, you'll wield appropriately gothic firearms to take down oodles of blood sucking vampires. So it looks cool. Left for Dead with Vampires is how it's, how it's being described, and it's expected to come out on May second of this year. Very dark game, um, like what is it? Motif, like everything in it, the art style. It's very dark, gothic, vampire stuff. Really hits it on the head there. Oh, we also got an expansion coming to the Elder Scrolls Online called Necrom. It's a brand new class. There, no, sorry. There will be a brand new class called the Arcanist. And then some terrestrial and extra plan, extra planner. So other planets adventures as there's a new peninsula to explore in the mushroom kingdom of Morrowind. So pretty cool. I mean, I'm not into Elder Scrolls online, but this is for people who are. There's more stuff coming your way for the PC blockbuster. Um, so beyond that, we haven't uh, gotten anything else, which is a little upsetting because we did think that we were going to hear about Starfield. You know, I, I spoke about it last time when when this news broke and nothing. You know, a dumb thing I heard, it, it's but, most likely a rumor. So you know why I got an Xbox One? Remember when I used to always say why I was getting an Xbox One? No. Remember the game Scalebound with yes. the dragon? So there's this rumor that they're going to work on that out. again. No, they're not. And I'm like, so I wasted my Xbox One money. They're going to make you waste <laughs> Xbox I'm not getting, I'm, I have X. to come out before. I, I'm not making that mistake again. But the thing is, I'm not going to get a system for that one game. You know what I yeah. mean? Because that's kind of what I did for the Xbox One. I yeah. got it, and then I just happened to get these other games, and I barely was on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. So, I, if it does come out, I'll be. I'd rather it not come out and let me be bitter, and then it actually come out on another system. Yeah. I will go punch a wall. That's how upset I'll be. Well, I guess we'll see. And uh, like I said, Starfield, uh, no word on it. It is supposed to come out in June, but. We've gotten nothing. So Not a, hopefully we, we hear some news on that soon. Um, sure. With that, we've wrapped up the, the subjects for today. So let's get into our other wrap. The weekly wrap. Jay, what have you been wrap. watching, reading, or playing? Watching. I did slow down on Smallville. I'm listening to the podcast for uh, the second episode of Smallville with mm-hmm. Talkville. Shout them out. And if you know, if you shout them out, they gotta shout us out. I'll somehow get into their realm. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh watching, watching, watching. How I met your mother. 
watching some animes here and there. I did watch something recently. Oh, randomly, the Christmas movie I was talking about that I would watch every year was Tokyo Godfathers. Remember when I forgot mm. what it was? That was it. Because it popped up. I was like, that was a good movie. But yeah. Um, oh, so I've been trying to, I wanted to rewatch Tron for so long before the news with Jared Leto. But then I was like, oh, it's still fresh in my vein. That's how much, that's how much I love that movie. And Legacy just, or original? Legacy. I don't know. Okay. I, I've seen Tron 1, but I just don't remember as much as Tron, Tron Legacy. Yeah. Um, even the, 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 the animated series was so good, but unfortunately got canceled. It was on Disney XD at the time. Mm. Uh, What's this guy's name who voiced him? Who's Frodo Baggins? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood uh, voiced the main character. Oh, that's cool. That was a good show. I would I would say watch it, but then what's the point, you know? <laughs> um, unless they brought it back, Disney can, they could if they wanted to. They, they could, could if they felt like it. Um, if this new movie does well or gets some sort of traction, they decide like, hey, we're going to continue this, kind of like they did with Star Wars. But yeah. Star Wars is a bigger property, so. I mean, Tron's pretty big. You know, they're doing all the revamps to the park, and um, they're including Tron there as well. Yeah, the two Olivia Wilde and whatever that guy's name, I forget. He, they have to be back. If they're not, I'm just not gonna. They have to. And Jared Leto should be the the villain. I think he would be great at that. But I'm pretty sure didn't uh, Olivia Wilde say like she didn't want to do it again? They weren't. They weren't approached. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I she didn't say yes or no. So that kind of makes me feel like they're they need and, to do it. Yeah, because then you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um I did watch Princess Mononoke again finally. Ooh, it's nice. been I haven't so seen that long. in years. Yeah, it's I was I think before high school when I when I saw that movie. But I watched it again. There were a lot of scenes that stayed in my brain that I remembered that stuck with me. Such a good movie. Better than Avatar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I understand James Cameron is an anime nerd. Of course, he's going to take inspirations from a lot of animes, especially that one. But um, it's so good. The music was so good. Uh, <laughs> uh Reed Krad said, better than Avatar? Question mark. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say yes, because it's higher. In terms of originality, the first Avatar, yes. I mean... Yeah, you know, I'm only you, going it, off the first Avatar because I haven't seen the second one. Yeah, when it comes to originality and writing, I think yes. When yeah. I mean, when you're talking about animation and stuff, then first Avatar will definitely beat it out, but... But then, if well, forget animate, forget the CGI aspect of it. It still okay. was like pushing boundaries at the time when oh, it came to yeah, I mean, all that. All yeah. those details was the 2D animation yeah. was insane. I mean, even for now, it, the Studio Ghibli it's stuff. Still, it still it's holds still holds up. It's still really good. For yeah. those uh, that are interested in watching it, it's on HBO Max and it plays in Japanese. So it's like, I was like, oh, I'm surprised it just started out in Japanese. It is Japanese only. So um, for those who are to the T subbers, you're welcome. But um, it, it really holds up. It gave me a little bit of nostalgia. Again, this is the second time I've seen that movie. But like, I remembered every detail. I think that's something that seeing it once, for the fact that it stuck with me, like I've seen Spirited Away. I've seen uh, My Neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service. I think Kiki's Delivery Service and 
uh, Princess Mononoke stayed in my head a lot more than the other movies. Not saying that they're better. Something mm-hmm. about those two movies stayed in my head more. I'm trying to go. I did watch that, so I can go watch some other ones. So I'm trying to do like old and new. So yeah. I rewatched Princess Mononoke. Didn't see The Wind Rises, so that's going to be the next Hayao Miyazaki I watch. Then gotcha. I'm going to go back. See, I saw Kiki Delivery Service like a year or two ago, so I might watch Porco Russo for the first time. Uh, I've still like, never seen Porco yeah, Russo. Like, that's all on HBO Max. So yeah, um, for those that are interested and love Hayao Miyazaki, go definitely check it out. Still a few episodes left in Final Space. I'm like, I got two left, and I'm just like... Slowly making your way to the end. Yeah, like, I might watch one later, but it's like... Uh. Speaking of, we did get a cool little uh, update cool. on Godspeed. Yes, On yes. Roger's next project, which me and Jay are credited producers. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. You're welcome, universe. <laughs> so, uh... Us I can't alone wait for that. Made this happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, us alone and not the other, you know, 100,000 yeah. Kickstarters. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm stoked that like seeing that image, it just gets me more hyped for the trailer, not even the show. Like the show's yep. going to be great or the episode's going to be great, but just for the trailer. I still wish that he would do something with the um the other show, the other cartoon that he had. Um the the robot the, one. The, or no, the, the, fa- the, the fantasy blade. one. Lions so the Lions Blaze, uh, it's still his. It's just something that I want. I do agree. I want him to revisit because uh, a, a couple years ago, I think he said he was shopping around with it. Yeah, but that was it. And every time I rewatch it, that and Final Space, the like the obviously the before it hit TV, I rewatch those just to reignite the fire in me. I always rewatch that or. Uh, watch his uh shorts which i illegally pulled from youtube it's sitting on my hard drive because i have all his like series and i'm still waiting for his last episode of new prime he had shown footage of that like back behind Mm -hmm. scenes footage and that was like maybe five plus years ago wow and it's just like did is like i wish i hope he has all the footage that he just needs to put it together or it's like just being like filming I'd be so sad, but I'm like, I just see a nice gritty Olin Rogers, like just post post time skip on on that show. Um, but we, we diverge. I beat God of War. I don't know if I'm not. I'm, that's the last. But I beat God of War last week. Mm-hmm. I strategically gave away a shift, so I had three days back to back off. So I played nice. God of War straight. I skipped a lot of the stuff so I can just beat the game, so I can like talk about it with you. Mm-hmm. And then if I say anything, spoilers from now on. So when you go into, uh, I think it's the world between Niflheim and Musfilim, uh, the, the fiery place. Mus- Mus- yeah. uh, when the two Muscle Valkyries fun. show up, yeah. I had PTSD. <laughs> I was like, not again! Not again! <laughs> Dude, so did you, well, you just beat the game. You haven't done everything yet right no i all i i know i have to revisit those like frozen statues the guys that are just like frozen i have to revisit those i have to do the berserkers because i and then there's rifts like i knew where they are i i completed a lot of the basic stuff like the lowers the chest all that stuff i just Mm -hmm. need to revisit the other things and now when you beat the game you have to spoiler again asgard asgard's remnants like i know that's a thing 
Um, and there's something else that I don't know, but I do know I have to go visit because um, one of my coworkers says I should go visit before I continue on. But I am stoked the way this game ended. So yes. thinking of the fights, I so and when we're talking about difficulty, so I fought the Valkyries. I had PTSD, but I was like, I got this. Because remember, I said I was nice in the first game. So when they came back with the wings, like they did the, and then the spinning, I was like, no, no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to handle them because what I liked is that their lives were short. You fight both of them at the same time, yeah. which we've never done. But when you kill them the first time, then their lives are refilled, I believe, twice. So you fight them three times, but their lives are refilled twice. Yeah. So, but the thing is, they weren't that bad because I think mm -hmm. now Atreus is actually more active in the fights. Um, but it was very annoying that he kept, I kept dying because he kept getting caught. And I'm like, I got to keep going to save him. But luckily you have the lance or the spear rather to yeah. distract them or anything you can throw at them just so they can drop him. Because I souped him up too. So he's like OP. I souped up yeah. Atreus. So he should be able to handle himself. Fighting Thor was really dope. Like fighting Odin was cool and well, but I liked fighting Thor. Because yeah. there's a the point in the Thor battle had way more weight to it. and like physical and literal like i loved where yeah. the point where you have to mash the r2 r1 and r2 when you have to swing the like they yeah. kept clashing their weapons i thought that was it felt really good like i was into it yeah. um he wasn't hard but i did die multiple times but i i enjoyed it because i felt mm. like and this is not a spoiler but something in one piece where luffy keeps getting back up and he's just smiling yeah. like i felt like that i was like getting back to fight thor i was like i'm coming back i think i've I didn't. I don't think I died fighting Thor. I died once fighting Odin. You died for yeah. So Odin, I died less. I think I died like twice, three, two or three okay. times. But he was he was like, it was just so much moving. It wasn't like engaging. Like it I had wasn't to really hard. hard. It, it wasn't hard. Long. Yeah. So like again, it's one of those things, and we talked about this in our last episode or episode two episodes ago. It's like if you do a misstep, you're done. Like. You can always come mm -hmm. back, and but it's like once your life is taken, you can't take any hits. Fighting Heimdall was not annoying, but also it was it was it was kind of like a mix of Odin and Thor. Like I enjoyed yeah. every time I died and have to come back up. I knew yeah, I was fighting I died, Heimdall. I died like twice fighting Heimdall. Yeah, so I was just like, okay, but I and I think Thor's fight was one of my favorites out of everyone for sure, for sure. But yeah, the, the way the game ended was great. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Just just the story was great. Like I yeah. just I have no more to say about that. Um, maybe next week I'll probably talk about other things that I have to get. But then I might try to move on to another game. Specifically, I have to go finish Ratchet and Clank before Star Wars comes out. So yes. I have basically a month and change. Um, yeah, nothing changed I, to wrap up everything. Yeah, but I did. I did finish. I did get over halfway in Ratchet and Clank, so I can I can get there before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you definitely can because it's not Ratchet and Clank is not a long game. It's not. Okay, and then reading. So uh, I finished. Did I say I finished the last stand last time? I mean, sorry, the last fall. I remember I brought that. I don't up. think so. so. The last fall was about. Um, this soldier and it, and it's like an own unique solar system. It's not like our solar system. And okay. there was these two factions fighting. One was clearly one was like the United States, and the other one's like the Middle East. Yeah. 
reading it the first time, I remember enjoying it, but reading it again, it made me think of like the social commentaries on our reality. But then I was just like, oh, this was okay. Like the way the first issue was great. The last issue was meh to me. Okay. Um, it's only five issues. Um, the book that I read uh, this week uh, is by Brian K. Brian K. Vaughn. For those who don't know, he's written uh, Saga, um, Paper great. Girls, great, um, and there was something else, but I'm, I don't want to say DMZ, but I could be thinking of someone else. But anyway, the book I'm reading now is called We Stand Guard. Um, I remember initially when I read, first read it, I thought it was really dope. Speaking of, when I wrote Napoleon, I'm starting to see some similarities to certain things that I subconsciously pulled from there. I was like, oh, like this reminds me of this. Cause I wrote this, like I wrote, I read We Stand Guard probably maybe two, three years before I started writing Napoleon. Um, mm-hmm. and Canada is involved. So We Stand Guard is basically, uh, takes place in Canada. The main character, uh, you see, it takes in the far, takes place in the far future where, the United States, basically not annex, they took control of Canada. They like okay. took over the entire country, and basically, there's this villain who's trying to just suppress all these factions, these rebel factions, and whatnot. And the main character bumps into this small group, and they're called the Two Four. They're just very small. I forget why they called the Two Four, but there was like five of them or six of them. There's they're not that big of a rebel group. They're just different uh, insurgencies. So it's not like, uh, it's kind of like the rebels in Andor than Rogue One. Like they're just random red brilliance everywhere, but they're not unified. So the main character, she's just trying to look for her brother because they got separated and they just go through the, they basically end up, she ends up joining the group and then realizing that they have to go take the fight to the, the Americans. And, but looking at the story again, compared to the last fall, it's that they're both short. It's like six issues. It ends where it's like in that kind kind of this note where it's like we win. We we just need to win the battle so we can mm-hmm. have this war to basically inspire the entire Canadian country or the Canadian citizens because they're basically subdued. Um, but I think it's a dope read for a lot of people to read. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Brian K. Vaughn, like, not saying he can't do no wrong, but it's a good book. I would, I would definitely say take a read at it. Gotcha. Read at it, take a read at it, take a read. Look at it? Look at it with your eyeballs, with the shining spherical spheres in your brain. But yeah, that's all I read. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then for me, I have... I still got to watch the second episode of Last of Us. I've been waiting for for Erica to watch that with with me. Oh, yes. You're waiting for the missus. Yes. Yeah. I watched the, we watched the first episode of the 90s show, that 90s show today. It's very cute. It has a lot of potential, like solid. I heard Red and um, they're just hilarious. Um, Why am I forgetting? They didn't skip, they didn't skip a beat. Red and Kitty. Thank you, Kitty. Yes. You know, Eric and Donna are in the first episode. Same to, with Jackie and Kelsey, and they make a quick. Is the entire series. season there? Is it like, available? The entire yeah, season, yeah. all okay. ten episodes dropped, so you can just binge it however you want. But yeah, we got a bunch of cameos right in the first episode. It's you know, even the first episode, it's a very clear homage mm. to one of the 
like famous episodes from that 70s show. Uh, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. And I, I, I think it has a lot of promise. So, hopefully they don't cancel it. Not saying I wanted to. I just hope they yeah, don't. Hopefully. Like Netflix. And then, I mean, I'm watching Parks and Rec. I actually want to restart watching that again. I'm still in the middle of watching TMNT. I'm on season three. Noise. Um, I got to catch up. Well, again, because I was on season four before they took it off. Yeah. And um, I think that's it for watching right now. Have you ever gotten that far, by the way? Yeah. So where did you stop watching it? The last season, season five. Wow. So you were actually watching or you weren't watching it live. I was. Huh, I'm surprised we never because you about. you put me on it and I caught up to the last season was airing. When, okay, and I didn't watch the last season. Got it. Got it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I watched I the you... first episode of of the, of season five, right? Because it's uh, five seasons. They changed the yeah, the theme song changes, yeah. and I like that. So I think, it's very jazzy, and I liked it. I watched the first episode live, and then I I just I fell off. But yeah, so I got to get back on that. Uh, I feel like I watched a couple movies, but um, nothing that's sticking out. The other day, I watched a bunch of comedy specials: Bill Burr, um, Burt Kreischer, and Tom Segura, Joe Coy. Like literally, I just spent like maybe two days watching stand-up specials. Uh, uh, sign Jerry Seinfeld's um other one that's on Netflix, and then uh, I think that was it for watching. Then no reading and then playing. I've been going heavy on God of War. I literally just platinumed it today. Nice. I fin I did everything. I didn't think I was going to, and then I finished the story, and I was like, I can do it. And I just cleaned up the map. Um, I didn't have a lot. I you know just a couple of things like a couple of treasure chests, and then a handful of ravens, and um, the biggest thing were like the battles. So I had to go, I fought all the berserkers. Like, so this is going to get into some spoiler territory. Do you care if I say anything? For the berserkers or? For like after stuff. Uh, no story. Like, cause there are tidbits of story that you yeah. run into, yeah. but I won't like, say anything like there's that. There's one where I know I have to go back and save this guy. Um, but like you could have done that during the story, but I just said, I'm, I'll come back for him. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things. Yeah. So uh, go ahead. So I won't say anything like that. But um, yeah. like with the berserkers, they were pretty okay. They weren't too bad. And once you fight, once you fight one, you kind of get the feel for the rest of them. But that there's is true. a cu- there's a couple in there, dude. There's there's one where you have to fight two at a time, Ugh. and they're both like it's not like a Valkyrie situation where their health is low. They're both like they're cool. full strength. Yeah. And then there's one where you have to fight three. That's ridiculous. And so there's one who's at full strength, and then the other two are like mid. Like they're not easy, but you have like you have to fight all three at the same time. Three. That one was insane. I had a harder time with the two, but the one with the three is really hard. And then the final one that unlocks after you do all the other guys. That one took me hours. It's kind of it plays on the Valkyrie thing where it unlocks yeah. the last one, and I would assume they have that one has all of their moves or something like it that. It does, in the sense, yeah. 
it it has all their moves. It's faster. Um, it hits harder. Oh, yeah. It was insane. It Did you have any resurrection two days. Songs? Yeah, it took me two days of fighting for me to to for me to do it, and I was so like anxious when I when I finally was there and I did it because I had died two times where he had one more hit where he would have died but the last time where I finally did it 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 must have taken me at least five or six hours of just fighting him your hands are just blood rushed so that was insane and that was like the hardest battle in the entire game even with other stuff that you unlock like I won't spoil more story but you unlock a couple more fights after finishing certain things. And like, I left the very last fight. There's one that you unlock after doing literally everything. And I was like, oh my God, I have to, I couldn't, I couldn't fight. So I was just like, I left, did every other little thing mm-hmm. on the map, 100% at all the locations. And then I looked up a build so that I could fight, uh, fight the last, the last thing. And then I went in and fought and I still died a couple of times before. I think I died like maybe three times before. So I will tell you this one thing. It's super easy to miss because it doesn't show up on your map. I had to look it up because in Midgard, you can complete everything and Mm -hmm. it'll say 98%. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's one little area like off in a corner that you have to literally walk to and you have to like step up onto a little platform and you walk yeah. to it and then a, a hidden like area unlocks. And that is a mini quest that it's not for like it's not for the platinum, but it's just yeah. there. And if you if you do that and if you find these these objects, you actually get a stat buff. Um, you get a plus five stat buff to every base stat. The items that you have to find is four. Is it like four items? Yeah. Is it where the fire was? Yeah. Oh, okay. I I went through that already. Yeah, I just no, I just I need to find them. I didn't even know that that was a thing until like I finished out the maps, and then I was like, "Why is this still saying ninety eight percent?" Yeah, that's that's where. When you're looking for the Norns, if instead of going right, you would go left and find it. Yep. And then I, I remember I was like, I don't want to go there. I see open space. Then I went. But like, it's weird because that place on my map was already open. It just literally, I, I didn't walk the extra five steps. Yeah. yeah. Like to go towards the fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I did that before I went and I did the last fight. Um, and that and you had the extra. Yeah. You were like, let me get the extra. I, mm. I buffed, I buffed Kratos to the absolute max like with everything and it was still a hard fight it's still hard like you thought the you thought the queen of the valkyries was hard in the uh in the first game dude i can't i can't imagine it's been so long but like just having so this the final one that boss has every move set of all the berserkers yeah they're faster than all of them, including the, the last Berserker that you unlock. Mm. And they have movesets from older, from stuff from the first game. Wow. It's re- it's hard. And the first time you go in there, I was like, this is impossible. 
Like, there's no way. That's why I, I had like, to leave and then come not back. Not even the developers finished this. <laughs> like, I, that's why I had to leave and come back. But um, I felt very accomplished at the end. I did everything. It, it was good. I got the platinum. It, it, it's attainable. It's not that hard, especially when it's the only PS5 game I have right now. So yeah, that's like what else you're playing. Yeah, exactly. So it was very easy for me to just Speaking dedicate PS5 time. games. I I forgot that I have, or I I had because I got Miles Morales for PS4. I had the free upgrade. You have the free upgrade. Yep. Yeah, I was just like it downloaded. I was like, oh. I'm a, I it looks I'm great. I might just go play it again because there's no, I, I have no trophies for it technically because it's, it's, yeah. Its own so game. your gamer score will include both of them though. It'll wow. have, it's, it'll have PS4 version and PS5. So wow. on mine, I have two platinums for Miles Morales. I have got one for PS4 and then the other for the PS5 version. Got it, um, got it, got it. but yeah, it, uh, great game. It was great ride all the way through. Um, when you get a chance, did you read any of those poems? The one that I, I read a few, but the one that stuck out to me the most was the Ratchet and Clank one. Yeah, so I didn't even look at them until, like, you know, they have the bookshelf. Yeah. In, in Sidri's house. And um, I saw the covers, and I saw the Ratchet and Clank one, and I was like, and then I saw the, the Astrobot one, and I was like, oh, snap. So I collected all of them, and I read through them at the end, and I was like, all of these are PlayStation games. Like it was so well done. Yeah, I was telling my cousin that I was like, "Yo, like, there's one." The Ratchet and Clank was easier to read because yeah. they like I I because I was playing Ratchet and Clank and I knew the logo yeah. already, so I was like, that stuck out to me. And then I was like, oh, so every poem is just a PlayStation. But I haven't I only read a few. I didn't read all. They're of them. so well done, and all the titles are just synonyms of the actual game titles. So like, there's a Horizon Zero Dawn one. Where it was like at the place of the sunset with no light or something like that. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's really like, cool. That's cool. There's a Death Stranding one, and the last word of the poem is piss. And that's why I know it was Death Stranding. <laughs> that's funny. So um yeah, it it was just really cool. I, I loved it. The care, the detail, the ending of the story was fantastic. The post-game content was great. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And then besides that, I've actually gotten back into Animal Crossing for a little bit. I think my people are dead. <laughs> That's been like my my nighttime play. Like if I want to play a game while I'm in bed, I'll just boot that up real quick. I totally forgot I had Pokemon until someone brought it up. I was like, oh, I, have I, I need to go back. I never finished it. I'm towards the end, but like like with oh, the wow. story, so, at least yeah, you're you're definitely ahead of me by an entire game. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I put in I put in a decent amount of work and I just I fell off when um when I started playing God of War. Like that took my time. But uh yeah, I think that's it. You didn't read anything? No. And I did text and, you. And it's my fault because you did text me about the antagonist. Twice. Um I yeah. I will read that at some point. <laughs> but with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. You can always find us on Instagram at The Average Days Podcast, on Twitter at The Average Days, and here live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know it's I know it's Wednesday today, We're not but crazy. We, had a, we had a little bit of a scheduling thing, but we do it every Tuesday at 9 p.m. And then right after the show, we usually go on a really quick, like maybe half hour, 40 minute discussion in J&J After Dark, where we are uncensored, unfiltered and just the straight dope 
Yeah, and we that's just here. Get a little raunchy. That's here on twitch.tv slash the average Jays. Come chat with us. You can interact with us after the show, during the show, and um, just have a good time. Yeah. So that is it for today. We're going to wrap it up. And um, as always, I'm Jay, Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay, Jeremy Francois. Have a good one, guys.